Today I want to start off this video giving you guys my future predictions of where I think most of the future housing inventory is going to come from say in the next one to two years because obviously we've all heard about the housing shortage and if you've been following my channel for a moment you know that I personally don't believe there's an actual shortage of housing there's just a shortage of listings you know not enough people are listing their homes for sale and you know with the ultra high demand that we have had in the past couple of years from buyers fueled by ultra low interest rates it's no wonder that supply is low guys because everybody and their brother could afford to buy a house for the longest time well now that is changing and interest rates are much higher than they were before which is drastically reducing affordability for many people putting many buyers on the sideline now first of all we're going to have regular inventory you know from sellers who were already thinking about selling anyways but they just haven't done it yet for one reason or another maybe the timing wasn't right or you know maybe they got a job transfer or they've been thinking about selling and moving somewhere different and now it just happens to be the right time for them regardless of what the market's doing so those are like the people who are always listing their homes for sale no matter what's going on because life happens and people need to sell their homes for one reason or another maybe they're downsizing maybe they're moving across the country who knows right there's a million different reasons why people sell so that's the first place that listings are going to come from which is kind of like the most obvious one now the next source of listings i think we're going to see is the source that we're seeing right now in many cases which are going to be the fomo or panic sellers these are people who maybe we're just watching the market and waiting for the peak of the housing market to come and i believe that all the indicators that we can look at in today's market with the amount of price cuts out there and the rising amount of inventory how fast the numbers are going up in both of those departments are all leading indicators that the housing market peak has basically already passed within the past couple of months and this could be the beginning of the downturn in the housing market so i think the next wave of sellers which are already starting to list their homes which is probably a big part of the increase in the inventory that we're seeing is these sellers are trying to get in while it's still hot you know they know they can still get a pretty good amount for their property and now's the time to cash out while they still can because it's basically the best time to sell your home in history so why not take advantage of it while you can but these guys are you know against the time clock because you know as things keep turning the longer their property sits on the market the harder it's going to be to sell for example check it out brand new house big brick mansion on the water now the next wave of sellers which hasn't even come yet and this this is kind of like the group that i'm most worried about and i think will actually have the biggest impact on the future of the housing market in the next 24 months and they are going to be recession sellers so we're already seeing foreclosures start to tick up again because we had moratoriums in place for a very long time and in many cases you know states even extended their moratoriums like california for example where you know they just keep kicking the can down the road and don't want to foreclose on people and don't want to evict renters and all of this well now the day of reckoning is finally coming for a lot of these areas so people who should have gone into foreclosure a year ago or longer you know are finally starting to see those notices and you know possibly go into foreclosure if they can't sell 
or get out of that house for whatever reason. You know, maybe they borrowed all their equity like we talked about in past videos because some people are irresponsible like that and they use their home as an ATM. Maybe they're just buried in debt and they, they can't seem to get out. You know, they, they just, people just have financial trouble. So I think you're gonna see more of those foreclosures hit the market, but that's still a small piece of the pie of what I'm talking about here when it comes to recession sellers. Mainly since the recession isn't even fully in force yet and we haven't seen a mass wave of layoffs or anything like that just yet, this is where I think the majority of the future sellers are gonna come from because as the recession gets bad, if it gets bad, then you're gonna see more people lose their jobs and the Fed is aggressively raising interest rates and their goal is to actually make unemployment go up, guys. People have to realize that the goal right now is to make things more affordable and how do they do that? They curb demand by increasing interest rates and making more companies less profitable and when companies become less profitable, they start laying off employees and when employees get laid off, if they don't have the proper amount of savings or preparation, like we've been talking about here, then they lose their home. They lose their ability to hang on to that property, especially people who overpaid for a home, you know, that could barely afford it to begin with, they're gonna be the first ones to go. And my prediction is we're gonna see a snowball or domino effect with these recession sellers who are in a position where they have to sell because of some major life change related to the recession. You know, they get laid off, they're being forced to transfer somewhere for less pay. You know, maybe they're getting divorced because, you know, their marriage was already on the rocks and now they're having financial troubles and that was the final nail in the coffin. Who knows? But those people who are gonna be in trouble from the recession are most likely going to need to list their homes for sale. Now, some of them might be smart enough and financially savvy enough to list their home for rent and downsize themselves. And I'm sure some of them will take that option if they're smart enough to do that. But other people just don't wanna be landlords or they just don't have the financial wherewithal to even deal with something like being a landlord and they're going to opt to sell especially if they don't have much equity in the house those are going to be the people you're going to see listing and walking away from their properties for very likely less than what they paid within the past couple of years that's my prediction and we're not finished yet i still think there's going to be more sellers coming besides this so keep following me here today's video is sponsored by private internet access they are a vpn company and in case you guys don't know what a vpn is VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. And the reason why it's so important to have a VPN in today's world is because hackers and online email and phishing scams are everywhere, guys. And a VPN can be one of your greatest and cheapest tools to help prevent you getting hacked or somebody stealing your identity online. And it's very simple to sign up for, guys. Uh, first of all, you don't need to have any type of equipment to do this. This is all web-based, so all you need is an app for your phone, or you can do this directly on your computer. It doesn't matter if you have an Apple device, a Windows device, an Android device. It's compatible with all of them. Private Internet Access has 50 servers in the United States, so for all 50 states, they have a server. And what this does for you is it allows you to appear like you're online from any state. So you can be in Alaska, but in fact, look like you're surfing the web from Florida. 
And the reason why people like this besides security is because you can avoid sporting event blackouts, for example, if your state's local network uh, opts out of game rights to televise the game. So if you want to see a game that's not available in your area, typically a VPN can help you with that. It also makes it so that hackers can't see your online keystrokes, which is crucial when you are doing online banking, you're accessing your 401k or your pension account, anything like that. So if they can't see what you're doing online, that means you're gonna be basically invisible or anonymous and really cut down on your chances of being hacked. And one of the best features of this is you can use your private internet access account on up to 10 devices at a time for the low price of only $2.11 a month, guys. You guys are getting an 82% discount as my subscribers, so make sure you use the link in the description below this video to sign up for private internet access today. And they're also gonna give you three months for free just for being one of my valued subscribers. Now that we have the recession sellers, all this in their homes, then we have the aging baby boomers who are maybe retired, who are looking to downsize, or they just die, you know, as people die. And those homes are gonna to come to market as estate sales or empty nester sales because they're just looking for a smaller place now that they don't need their, their big house anymore. So you're gonna have that wave of sellers coming probably in the next five years or so. That's my prediction. So all this is increasing the inventory, guys, while simultaneously interest rates are gonna remain high. So keep this in mind. And the last place that new listings are gonna come from that are actually coming right now and within the next couple of years as well is new construction. So get this, these are the latest numbers from the US Census Bureau, okay? There's over 1.4 million completed homes and this is as of May 2022. So as of May 2022, we have 1.4 million new construction completed homes, meaning that they're ready to move in. Either people have either bought them already or they are for sale right now. And then there are 1.6 million starts in the works right now. And these are basically housing tracks that have already begun development that are in the works. And then finally, we have 1.7 million building permits as of May, 2022. That's easily right there, another four and a half million homes potentially being built over the next few years, let's say. So there's no guarantee of when these new homes are gonna to come to market, especially the ones that are being started right now or that are just permits because a lot of builders are starting to back off, which we're gonna to get to more a little bit later in this video. But the one thing I want you guys to understand from all of these sources of listings that are going to be coming is that all these things add to the inventory count out there and one of the major reasons that home prices have been so high besides inflation is the fact that there's just hasn't been that much inventory available but i think all that is about to turn around as it already is turning around in many areas where we're seeing inventory go up in a lot of different places across the country so it's just beginning to happen where the market is turning. And the reason why I think we're gonna see all of these listings come is because of the current situation that our economy is in. Pretty much all major companies are preparing for a recession, guys. Like, we, they all know it's coming. The big question is right now is how bad is it gonna be? Nobody really knows that, but because inflation is so high and the amount of measures that the Fed is gonna to have to take in order to 
curb this inflation, I think that puts the risk for a severe recession being very high due to the amount of shots they're going to have to take at the economy in order to calm things down. So, and other companies are seeing this. This is not just me saying that, you know, a lot of big companies across the country have already made layoffs or are preparing to do so and are already tightening up spending where they can because they know that it's time to hunker down for this potential downturn. The recession, in my opinion, is going to be the big spur of the listings to come. And we haven't even seen that yet. And inventory is already rising. So just think about that. Now, because it's been so discouraging for buyers out there for such a long time, I want to just mention a little spark of hope here that I read today. There was an article that came out um, about home buyers getting a second chance in some cases because they were patient. And this is one of the things I've been talking about in my videos as well. And there was a story about this couple from Philadelphia. They were looking at about 24 different houses before they decided to make an offer on the one that they loved. And of course they got outbid by a cash investor, which has been the story of many buyers life these days. And they thought they lost the home. Well, guess what? One thing that people aren't realizing is that a lot of homes that are going under contract are falling out of contract for one reason or another. Now this article didn't say why this home came back on the market, but these buyers were smart enough to have a backup offer in place and they ended up getting the home of their dreams. So that's a success story to me. Now we can all dispute the fact of whether or not it's a good time to buy or not, but the fact is these guys are happy with their purchase and because they were patient and didn't you know, go nuts and try to even outbid that cash buyer or just settle for something less that they don't like just because they want to get a house, they ended up winning in the end, at least winning in, in their view, right? Because they got the house that they really wanted. And this is something I just wanted to touch on real quick because there's a great lesson that can be learned from this, which is patience is the number one thing. And there's a couple of other things to learn. Don't get into bidding wars. If, if you're still seeing bidding wars on a desirable property, don't, don't get into it, you know, because there is a chance that that home could come back on the market, you know? There's no guarantees of that, but because these people were patient, they ended up getting a property that they really love. So that's important. And never be afraid to be the backup offer. Now, it's not the most appealing position to be in as the buyer because there's no guarantee you're gonna be able to get the property. But I personally have sold a few properties over my real estate career to backup buyers. And we're seeing more people who are patient enough to be the backup offer right now succeed in the end when these homes do come back on the market because what happens if you're the backup offer, the home never actually goes back on the market. It basically, if the first buyer backs out for whatever reason, you automatically fall into contract on this property without having to compete with anybody else. So that's the great thing about being the backup offer. It's a guarantee that you're second in line. So never be afraid to be the backup offer when you find a house that you love, but somebody beat you to the punch. And sometimes guys, sellers don't want to accept backup offers. You know, they feel confident the house is gonna sell or for whatever reason, they just don't wanna accept it. But that doesn't mean don't keep your eyes on that property because even if they don't accept a backup offer, there's still a possibility that the place can come back on the market. So make sure that you're watching the listings that you're interested in very closely, especially now as more and more contracts for sale are being canceled because right now 
being a buyer, your odds are starting to increase. I'm not saying it's a buyer's market. I'm saying that things are getting a little bit easier if you're still in the market to buy. Now, one thing I find interesting is it seems like in general, the consensus out there from different news outlets and economists and CEOs at corporations, people that are in tune with the economy and things like that are having different views and opinions about what's going to happen in the housing market. You pretty much have it being two camps right now. You have people saying that it's going to crash just like 2008 or possibly even worse because we have a lot more conditions right now that we didn't have then like inflation and the pandemic, things like that, that have made things worse. And then you have the other side of the camp that says there's going to be a slowdown in housing but it's definitely not going to crash like before because the demand is just too high. Now, most of you already know where I stand on this. I am definitely in the camp that I do think things are going to go down. I don't know if it's going to be a 2008 style crash or worse or not. Maybe it won't be as bad, but I do think things are going down because we're already seeing so many signs of that happening. But obviously, if I start seeing signs that things are turning around, guys, and I think that you know it's going to keep going back up i'll be the first one to tell you because i just want you to have the best information that i can give you and whatever that is i will give it to you at the time but one thing i will never underestimate which is always the wild card here in my opinion is just how highly manipulated our economy is right now and that affects the housing market so we all know that the government printed trillions of dollars over the past couple of years and have caused this massive inflation problem. And on top of that, we had extremely low interest rates that have fueled demand for housing like no other time in history. So at the moment, those two things are starting to be reversed. And since those things were the biggest contributors to this boom, they'll also be the biggest contributors to the bust, in my opinion. But one thing that I'm unsure of is the Fed said they were gonna stop buying mortgage-backed securities and start shrinking their balance sheet as of June. But like I reported in an earlier video, they're actually still adding mortgage-backed securities to their balance sheet. So they still haven't started doing what they said they were going to do. And that's where the manipulation comes in, guys, because these guys are always playing games with, you know, our economy and not just letting things happen to the point where it just happens naturally, right? So that's the biggest issue I see and the biggest unknown. And that's what makes it impossible to know who's going to be right, you know, which camp is going to be right. Because ultimately, it just depends on what the Fed and our government decides to do. Because these guys are the biggest players in the ultimate fate of what will happen to our housing market. So just keep in mind, it doesn't matter what I say or what any other economists say or whatever predictions you hear because all of that can change on a dime as soon as the Fed or the government changes their policy because we saw how much changing the policy overnight affected prices going up. Now I think these reversals in the same policies are gonna make prices go down, but at any moment that could change. Now, home sellers right now are at a big fork in the road in general. According to Redfin, there are two different types of home sellers right now. There are the home sellers that have realized that the housing market is cooling down 
and are starting to price their homes accordingly, slightly below what their neighbors are asking. And this is how things start, guys, like I was talking about earlier. If you wanna get the home sold, the house has to be more competitively priced than the neighbor next door to attract the most buyers and offers before the next guy. So this is how it all starts in reverse, just like it started with the going up, you know? So that's the first thing. And then you have the other half of sellers out there who don't even realize that the housing market has changed and they still think they're gonna get bidding wars and it's gonna be insane like it was six months ago. But those guys are in for a rude awakening because 78% of buyers right now that were surveyed are saying they're taking a break from looking right now. Some of them by choice because they don't wanna overpay for a home because they think the housing market has peaked. And some of them are taking a break because they have no choice because they simply cannot afford a home anymore like they could back when interest rates were low. So if you're a seller out there, you need to decide which one you are and how motivated you are to sell. Now we've seen on these walks before that there's a lot of sellers around here who don't seem very motivated because you're having homes sitting on the market for a long time that aren't selling and are way overpriced. And there's a saying that you learn when you're becoming a real estate agent and it goes something like this. There's three reasons why a home usually doesn't sell. The price, the price, the price. And that has been so true in my experience as an agent, guys, because I have never seen in my entire career, 13 years selling real estate, of a listing not sell that wasn't priced accordingly. And I started my career during the last housing market crash in 2008, okay? And prices were way down. Now, how do you guys think that sellers back then had to compete with the nearby listings, especially when there's a ton of inventory on the market. Well, there was only basically one way. It means that your property had to be a better deal than the guy next door if you wanted to have any chance at selling when there's a flood of inventory on the market. And sometimes the better deal doesn't always mean the best price. Sometimes it means the best value for the money. So you could have a listing that is significantly nicer than the guys next door, whether it's a condo or a house, you know, but that property that you have has way more amenities and the unit's been remodeled, much better well-kept versus a place that's all run down and looks like garbage and needs a ton of work because it has a lot of deferred maintenance. So you could still ask more than your neighbor at that point, but you know, there needs to be a justification for asking more, right? It needs to be a better value to the buyer. They have to be thinking it's worth it to pay that little bit extra for your property. And now I'm not saying that there's a flood of inventory on the market right now because there's not. But we see, this is the data guys, this is not my opinion, that inventory is rising in general across the US. And as it goes up and less people can afford to buy at these prices and rates, how are sellers going to have to compete? It comes back to the same dynamics as 2008. And once again, I'm not saying it's gonna be a 2008 crash. It might be, it might not be. But what I am saying is the real estate principles apply the exact same way, no matter what the market is doing. So if there's a lot of inventory coming and there's not that many buyers out there, which we have just covered it recently here in this video, then there's only gonna be one way to compete and that is to lower the price. Now there was an interesting story out of the Seattle Times that I read today about how there is a builder over there that is basically halting all their new 
projects they have in mind unless they know that they can sell them because basically in the last three weeks they went from having you know a ton of people ready to buy their new projects to you know there's no buyers left to buy these properties and it's the same dynamics that we talked about before which are you know buyers can't afford it and they are worried that they're buying at the peak of the market so now all of a sudden you have this home builder that can't sell the existing homes that they have and they're going to be forced to lower the price and the reason why i want to talk about this is because this creates an interesting dynamic in the housing market because we have these boom and bust cycles on the one hand we do need more housing in general so that way there are more choices for people to choose from and homes are more affordable in general there's no disputing that we do need to have more homes but the problem is when the market starts turning like this home builders get scared and they don't want to keep building because they don't want to go out of business these guys are running a business guys and if they can't sell the homes that they built then they're going to be in trouble so this is what happens every time there's one of these boom and bust cycles in housing the home builders decide to pull back and then inevitably they don't build enough housing and then the next time when it starts looking really good again to buy a home like it did two years ago interest rates were low prices were still reasonable and what happens then the demand spirals out of control and all of a sudden there's no inventory because people are able to buy again and there's just not enough homes for sale so the thesis of this article was basically that home builders need to be building throughout all real estate market cycles regardless if prices are going up or going down because eventually we're going to need those homes and i agree with that i think that's true but the problem is home builders are a business and without subsidies from the government or incentives to build those homes why would they build them that's the biggest problem that we have in the housing market and now this home builder is based out of the seattle area and they're saying that demand has slowed enough that builders are finding themselves with homes and no buyers for them and that this is a problem that they haven't faced in years which makes sense because the housing market has been you know just shooting up like a rocket ship in the past couple of years and demand was crazy but now that it's slowing down these guys are going to start backing off from building homes and this is going to be a continual cycle guys it's always going to be the same problem until the government does something about it and trust me i hate just as much as the next guy the government interfering with things but this is probably going to be the only way to give home builders an incentive to keep building no matter what's going on in order to you know keep the housing market in a healthy position similarly to how the government gives subsidies to farmers that need to keep producing crops no matter what you know they could say oh you know u.s population is going down we don't need as much food now farmers aren't going to make as much food and then when there's more people we don't have food that's why they do these subsidy programs in order to make sure we have an abundance of what we need so the only way that the housing market issue is ever going to be fixed and we won't have these big boom and bust cycles as if somehow these builders get incentivized to build no matter what's happening in the market if you guys enjoyed this video please check out my next video on the screen and make sure you're subscribed to the channel and i'll see you over in the next one